Hey, everybody. Welcome back to What's Up, Cuz. I am your co-host, Erica Spera. And I'm Lisa Velastro. And we've got another great episode for you this week. Thank you all so much for emailing in. Uh, as always, email us at whatsupcuzpod at gmail.com. Your questions, your concerns, anything you want to add. We're, we love hearing from you guys. We, we're happy you guys are enjoying the podcast. So as always, uh, I got to say what's up, cuz. What's the latest update on the family? What's going on? What's going on in the family? So do I have a story for you? Okay. I was even skeptical of even bringing it up. But you know what? I think I need to get it off my chest. Okay. What happened? So my poor daughter, she's 17. And, you know, she's been helping me out a little bit with the driving now that she drives. And, you know, the other day I had asked her to go pick up my oldest son from a party. And, uh... You know, it wasn't too late. It was like, you know, 10.30-ish, 11 o'clock. But this is the joy of having a kid that can drive. Oh, my God. Because I remember when I got my license, I was picking up my sister on my way home uh-huh. from hanging out with my friends. And we're five years apart. And I remember being pretty mad, actually. Because <laughs> I was like, I'm a senior in high school. I finally, like, I think my curfew was like 1 a.m., right? Depended on the night. And my mom would be like, oh, pick up Carla on your way home. I'm like, Carla is in eighth grade. Yes. I'm like, and she gets to come home at 1 a.m.? And my mom said, yeah, we're tired. <laughs> like, like, she was like, you, me and your father are going to bed. So yeah. this is the joy of we gave you a car <laughs> to help pick up your sister. There you go. Hey, it's fair. You know, it it's fair. fair. It is fair. But, you know, it, I, I like the fact that there's, you know, an improvised license thing. When you're 17, you have to be home by 11. Oh, uh, yeah. So I kind of like that. I have that to be honest. Yeah. And uh, so the other night. My daughter, same situation, was coming home from her friend's house, and she had to pass where my son was. I said, do you mind just swinging by, picking him up? I mean, they're only a year apart, so they're very close in age. So she walks into my house, and she comes to me, and I could see the look on her face. She was like, I'm like, what's the matter? And I'm thinking she's going to say, you know, she's like, you know, I was turning around in the cul-de-sac, and the first thing that came into my head was, all right, maybe she scratched a rim on her car. Right, hit something. Maybe she hit something. I knew it wasn't another car because I would have found out, you know, then and there. But it wasn't any of that. (laughs) She said that as she was turning, um, you know, in the cul-de-sac, her high beams on her car, you know, there's woods in the area. She's like, the high beams were in the woods and I saw two kids having sex. Oh, my God. And instantly, like, my heart dropped. But when I tell you instantly, because like I have to think fast of what was my reaction going to be. Because again, I always think before I speak because your kids are always going to remember your reaction and that's going to determine whether they're going to come to you again in the future. It's also scientifically uh, proven that when you're experiencing intense emotions is when your memory is at its highest. Exactly. So it's always like your most vivid memories. You're like, and I remember the pit in my stomach or I remember how sad I was or, or how happy I was. So, yeah. So, so and it was just her that came to you <laughs> without like it wasn't her and Buddy. No, he wasn't in the car yet. Oh, OK. He wasn't in the I car was like, yet. She even was more just, awkward to be with your brother. Yeah, no, she was just pulling around to, I guess, go in front of the house to oh, wait for gosh. her brother to yeah. come out. So um, so I s- turned around to her and I said, I said, okay I said I'm sorry you had to see that I said but let me tell you something now what you saw you're probably never gonna forget for the rest of your (laughs) life I said so when mom speaks to you about having reputations I said those kids even though we don't know who they are and you know 
unfortunately, they're going to be known for the rest of the li- their li- your life that those are the kids that you saw having sex. Yeah. I said, so that's why I always speak to you guys about, you know, how sex is a beautiful thing, but it should be done with someone you care about. And it should be in the privacy of your own, you know, rooms or in your own selves. I, that's why I preach to you guys, respect yourselves, respect yourselves, respect yourselves. Again, I'm realistic, but what my poor daughter had to witness is just disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we're adults, so we're like, why would we ever have sex in the woods, essentially? Right? Exactly. Whereas most kids doing it in weird places, it's because, well, your parents are home and they probably don't want to risk doing it at home. So I they, I mean, they sneak around, they go weird places because this might be too personal. Can I ask this though? Say Sophia, I don't know what time has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. They're in love. She comes to you. She's like, I think I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Want to have my first time. What would you do? Would you essentially be like, I'll give you the space? Well, you know what I, mean? I don't think, I, I think, I, I, maybe I'm a little old school. I would think that he, the boyfriend, who at this point we probably would have gotten to know very well. Yes, I assume so, yeah. Um, you know, I would hope that he makes it special for her. And and uh, I, that's what I would hope. I would hope that he would take care of the arrangements and make it special for her. Okay. I mean, it's just, it's a curious thing because I have friends that they told their mom, mm-hmm. you know, before it was going to be their first time. And then I have friends that they were like, oh my God, if my mom found out, she'd kill me. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, the, the spectrum kind of varies that, you know, I don't, I don't know what I would do as a parent in that situation. I think part of you is happy that they're being open with you and, and I would assume, you know, wanting to be safe. So maybe the question's like, should we go, you know, to the gyno? Should I Absolutely. get birth control? Should, you know etc etc like because i had a friend she told her mom and her mom was like okay you know do do you want to get on some type of birth control took her to the doctor she got an iud actually like kind of was like okay like we took care of your half yeah well well, that's exactly what i would do if my and again i have a daughter and sons if my daughter came to me and told me that she was ready and i felt that she's been in a long-term relationship and you know the guy was a great guy and it was time i would definitely make sure that she's protected that mm-hmm. would be my job as the mom to take her, right. make the appointment. Um, and then I would sit down and tell my daughter, you know, make sure he makes it special for you. Maybe she has to talk to him about how she wants her first time memory to be. Yeah. And if it was my son coming to me, I would say to him, you know, make sure you have protection. You know, if I need to go buy it for you, I'll buy it for you. And I would say to him, you know, again, uh, obviously hopefully we kn- we would know the girl and <laughs> you know we would get to know her and i would i would give him pointers on how to make it special for a girl okay that sounds sweet you know so because that was gonna be my next question is like does the advice really differ male female no in this scenario? i feel like number one for parents is always like protection a hundred percent that's you know, the top that's of the, the number list one. <laughs> <laughs> that's like i don't know what health class told you but i'm gonna tell you again uh-huh. type of thing you know because um, we talked, you know, an uh, episode or two ago, we talked about basically talking to your kids about sex and the birds and the bees and all that jazz. And, and someone also asked the question, when you talked about talking to the three of your kids at the same time, given the sex talk, was it just you? Was Buddy with you? Did Buddy have a separate conversation with them? Because I think people are very curious. The email had the 
father to daughter dynamic Mm -hmm. that like i got a sex talk from my mom i didn't get one from my dad all i heard from my dad was i know how boys are so they often just want one thing and it was the same level of like make sure you have respect yeah and they care about you etc etc that was like the only gist i got from my father now i think here um i'm very open vocal and blunt to not only my daughter but my boys my husband sometimes says that i'm more blunt than he can ever imagine (laughs) um i'm pretty sure my husband talks to the boys on his own actually i know he does that's what my dad did but i don't see male or female being any different Mm -hmm. um the same way i spoke to my daughter from day one is the same way i talked to my son you know my, my two older boys obviously not my younger one yet but I feel like the more open you are with your children and the more easier it rolls off your tongue. And don't get me wrong, the first couple of times I was cringing inside. Oh, yeah. Did not show my children, though, because I did not want them to think that there was anything wrong with what I was saying. It's right. life. It's right. nature. It's life. There's just the appropriate times and situations that you do things. Mm-hmm. And that's all I needed my kids to know is when was the right time. And, you know, I was their age too once, you know, and I know at certain ages, hormones going through your body and it's, it's normal to have a crush on a boy or it's normal to have a crush on a girl. And, you know, right now past that stage, I'm more like, you know, girlfriends and boyfriends kind of thing. And I feel, and I'm going to preach this till the end, the more open you are with your kids, no matter how uncomfortable a subject will be, the more open they'll be with you, and they won't be rushing to do things without being ready, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, the number one thing my mom said to me was, don't listen to your friends. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, your friends don't know. Like, she was just nervous I was going to get the wrong information, mm-hmm. and I felt like that overpowered the, like, uncomfortableness. Yeah. And it's something, too, of, I feel like as your kids get older you do become more friends with your kids. Like there's still obviously this level of I'm the adult Mm -hmm. and respect your parents. But for me, it was like very much, I felt like when I went away to college that then when I came back home, it's like the dynamic was shifted of like, okay, you've been on your own handling your own schedule, handling your own work. Like there's a little bit more trust in you as an adult. Mm -hmm. And you know, as the years go on, it is a beautiful thing that I, I feel like become more of friends with my mom, even though, you know, I'll still get a talking to here and there. Of course. <laughs> They'll mistakes. always be your mom. <laughs> yeah, I'll they're always, always going to you know. be a mom. Yeah. Anytime I leave the house, she's like, don't put your drink down at a party. I'm like, I think I got it by uh-huh. now. But, um, you know, so there's always that concern. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's you don't want your kids getting false information, I feel like is the number one thing. You want them to be safe and have the right information. Exactly. <laughs> That's always what you're worried exactly. about. But but so Buddy wasn't there when you talked to the kids. It My was head. you and the three kids. And then separately, he talked to your sons. Yeah, I don't think he's really spoken to my daughter about Directly. sex. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, he's definitely spoken to my boys. And then, you know, me and my husband talk on the side. Well, of course. And then he's like, you really just say it. I'm like, I sure do. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was like uh, my mom told my dad to give a talk to my brother once. It was years after we had the you know first official what is sex talk. And I remember... My dad came out of the room because I knew what was happening. And then I saw my mom immediately going after my dad. <laughs> like, she was like, I don't know if he said these things, but also these things. <laughs> like, type of thing. It was just so funny because, you know, uh, they're both parents are uncomfortable. And I think 
my dad was a little bit like, I got to go in there by myself. And she's like, yeah, he's your son. You yeah. Know? You got to talk to him. He's exactly. a boy. You're a boy. He probably feels more comfortable. And then she still went in and was like, and just one more thing. Yeah. I, I totally understand <laughs> that. was that. always the vibe. And, uh, you know, and generations change. You know, my mom, her first was with my father and was, you know, they were married. Uh, but she was at least open to the world and kind of was like, look, I know you're probably not going to wait till marriage. So. I want you to know X, Y, Z for when it happens. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So. Thank you all for tuning into the podcast. Just for listening, we're giving you 10% off your order from carlosbakery.com. The bakery is now shipping nationwide. You can get cakes, cannolis, lobster tails, you name it. Perhaps surprise someone for their birthday with a little treat. Visit our website and enter promo code cuz10 at checkout to get 10% off your order. That's promo code cuz10. Again, that's promo code cuz10 at carlosbakery.com. Order something for yourself, maybe a little birthday treat for someone you love from carlosbakery.com. Well, we got some emails today. Oh man, Sophia, that that'll get you ready for college, huh? Yeah, <laughs> I said you'll never forget that for the you'll, rest of your life. <laughs> you never will, that's for sure. Oh man. All right. So as always, guys, you want to email us any questions? It's what's up, cuzpod at gmail dot com. All right. So our first one here, uh, another engaged question. I'm engaged. What's up, cuz? Uh, I'm engaged and in the process of planning a wedding. Lisa, how did Buddy propose to you? Any tips for wedding planning? I've been a fan for years, and I'm so excited for your new journey with this podcast. Best wishes all the way from Mississippi. Love, Shamaya. So, first of all, congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Congratulations. What a happy time. And uh, so, basically, she wants to know, how how did Buddy propose? Let's start with that question. How did Buddy propose? Um, Well, Buddy proposed actually twice. Twice? Twice. Yes, twice. The first time um, was our official engagement. Okay. And then the second time was for our 10-year uh vow renewal oh is this the one that was on the show this one was on the show yeah okay but there's a reason behind it because (laughs) um so the first time we got engaged you know we were young i was 20 years old and my husband was 23 and uh there was it was some situations going on and uh you know at that point i I don't know if i was gonna stay go Nothing, nothing horrendous. Now that I think about it, I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. But again, as you get older, you mature. But um, he was supposed to propose. Everyone knew he was proposing. He had the ring already. And he was going to do it with all the family together. I think it was like the 4th of July or something like that. Yeah. But because something had happened, you know, a couple weeks prior, um, I guess maybe, I don't know if he thought that I was going to run for the hills or whatever. <laughs> Um, I remember it was like midnight and we were at his house and he walked into his closet and I was like, where is he going? What is he doing? And he, I guess, went into a jacket pocket and pulled out the ring and got on his hands and knees. I got on his knee in his walk-in closet and proposed to me at like midnight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And listen, it was adorable now that I think about it. A true surprise. A true surprise. (laughs) Did not expect it then. Um, I I did think it was coming, but not at that moment in time. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's funny because like for 10 years, every time someone asked us how did Buddy propose, 
that's the story I told. You were like, I don't know, we were just at his house hanging yeah. out. So, it's almost like he remembered. Like, yeah. oh, I have that ring. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, for our 10-year wedding anniversary, I think he wanted to make it really memorable. And it was so beautiful. Um, we went out to dinner, just him and I. We went to um, uh, the Liberty House. I don't know if you know that. Oh, I know that place. City. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. It's right on the water. And... Uh, just him and I having dinner and he had asked me a question and he said in the last 10 years what would be one thing that you would change and uh I don't think I said I I said nothing like I said no there's nothing I think I would really change and his response was well I would change the way I proposed to you no and that's when he got on his knee and he proposed again um, and then out of nowhere, these fireworks started going off right on the, like the lawn of oh, the really? restaurant. <laughs> and here I'm thinking that the fireworks for the wedding that was going on upstairs, I'm like, <laughs> oh, look how pretty the wedding has fireworks. He goes, no, you idiot. I did those for you. <laughs> if anything, the fireworks like are interrupting a speech upstairs. Yeah, exactly. So. It was so beautiful. It was just so nice. Him and I. So from now on, if anyone asks how did Buddy propose, that's the story I'm going to tell. That's the story you tell. Uh-huh. Do you say it was 10 years later or just like we went to the Liberty House dinner? No, now I just say we went to the Liberty House and we had dinner. And Oh, that's nice. Can I ask this? Because we had a past episode, we had a ring question. Mm-hmm. With the new proposal, did Buddy take it upon himself to get a different ring? He did. He did get a different ring. Um... You know, diff- it, 10 years later, situations are different. And well, this know, is after the show, right? This is after yeah. the show. Yeah. And he just, I guess, wanted everything to be like it was the first time. Yeah. And, you know, it was very touching. It was very sweet. It was adorable. Even though I think the first time was adorable, too. Right. I have to be honest. I, I think it was. Oh, do you know my Have you ever heard the story of my parents? No. Proposal? No. Never got redone. To this day, it's like a fun... I guess fact of my family, mm-hmm. my dad proposed to my mom at a Dairy Queen. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> when they were in college, and it was funny because my mom, like, whenever he says that, and, and people kind of laugh or almost are like, "Really? Like, really, Sonny, a Dairy Queen?" And my mom goes, "Well, in college, that was a big treat. That That's was so like funny. our treat was we would go for a drive and get Dairy Queen. And it was like their thing." And of course, every time they tell the story, my mom's like, I knew something was up because your father got a small. <laughs> like, <laughs> is always what she says. And I guess he bought a wallet for her and he put the ring in the wallet and she opened the wallet and she was like, oh, a wallet. And he's like, well, look, he's like, you know, check it out. That's <laughs> like, so funny. You know, and she finds the ring and she holds the ring and looks at him and she goes, well, aren't you going to ask me something? <laughs> and so he got down on one knee and, and right on the curb asked her to marry him. But I mean, also a surprise. Hey, listen, everyone has their own little ways of doing it, and there's no right or wrong. I mean, they're still together. It worked. There you go. Type of thing. That's all that matters. (laughs) It works. But at least now, every time they go to a Dairy Queen, they'll remember that moment. Well, that's every anniversary we go to a Dairy Queen. Oh, that's sweet. It is sweet. It's so sweet. It's nice. And I don't mind it. I get ice cream. (laughs) I love DQ. (laughs) I'm happy. I love it too. Uh, Which I was also going to ask. I assume Buddy asked for permission. He did. Yeah. And he told me that he asked for permission from my dad as they were playing pool. Okay. So that I know. <laughs> okay. There you go. Because I was, when you first said he proposed twice, I almost was like, no, there's no way. 
he didn't ask permission the first time. No, no, he That's did. like my biggest fear. Yeah. Someone proposes, I'm going to be like, you asked my dad, right? Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> we, my husband and I come come from the same type of family traditions. Yeah. And uh, that wasn't even a doubt in my mind. Right. I know, oh, for, yeah. I know for a fact that I didn't even have to ask my husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to do it. So uh, let's see. Her other part of their question, any tips for wedding planning? Well, right now, this is very tough. Planning a wedding with all the COVID stuff yeah. going on. Uh, I mean... The first one is I, you got to get a date. So many got bumped that I feel like it's probably going to be a little while, probably a two year, two year engagement if I had to guess. But I don't know. Uh, what was what was probably the most helpful thing you found when you were planning a wedding or let's even say a family party, right? If you're planning a big party for anybody, what, what would you feel like is the biggest tip? Someone going through that. The biggest tip is, is um, again, I, it's a party. I know it's a, an expensive party. I know, you know a lot of money goes into it a lot of time but if you look at the picture of it you're gonna have fun you're gonna have fun regardless nothing is gonna be perfect and you know what if something goes wrong it's not the end of the world if the color comes in wrong you make do if one of the vendors don't show up you have another vendor it always works out at the end and if it doesn't come out a hundred percent perfect like you you want it to be look at the bigger picture it's a party. Yeah. Have a good time. Have a good time. As long as you're with the people you love. As long as you're with the people you love, it doesn't matter what happens around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd, I'd say uh, for a wedding, I think it's nice when I go to a wedding, I feel like it's very the couple. Yeah. Like you can always tell when it's like, this is so them. Mm-hmm. My, uh, one of my dear, good friends from my college basketball team got married. And every summer when we would come back to school, I'd hear her talk about camp. She worked at a camp every summer. All her sisters worked there. She went there every summer, became a counselor, loved this camp. I get the invite for her wedding. It's at camp. And it was truly a different wedding I've never been to. Like, we slept in the cabins. It was very relaxed. Like, during the day, there was, like, we went on this, like, long walk tour. She's with us. I'm like, aren't you supposed to get your hair done? Like, but it just wasn't her. That wasn't her. This was her. And it was so much fun and it really felt like her and her husband it sounds like an amazing time it sounds so much fun it sounds so different yeah see that's what i look for exactly i look for what is this couple doing that represents them yeah that's what you like you like to feel the love between the couple everybody loves to feel the love Mm -hmm. hear the love stories Mm -hmm. like we're just talking proposal stories everybody loves that and it's you can tell when it's the couple (laughs) you can tell when it's the outside influences (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah, usually the parents yeah I, i mean i know in a really italian family that usually the wedding is for them yeah yeah, you know, even is. though you're trying to make it about the couple, mm-hmm. I know the way I was. I was very, I like to satisfy everybody. So I'm like, okay, no problem. Okay. But looking at it today, if I would ever do it again, it would be completely different. <laughs> completely. Maybe not 32 couples. <laughs> That's so many. I know. That's so many. I but know. Um, yeah, I think have, have a personal touch to it of, of what's something that's really you and really uh, you know, your husband and, uh, I hope you guys have a great time. I know it's really tough with all the COVID stuff. Nothing's for sure. So hopefully by the time you guys are having your wedding, that will die down a little bit and you you can have the party that you want. So exactly. Make the best of it. Have fun and just think about your honeymoon with your husband. Yeah. (laughs) And as always, you can uh, get some pastries delivered for your special day. Absolutely. (laughs) So, uh, that is actually it we have for our episode today. So as always, guys, you want to email us any questions. It's what's up cuz pod at gmail.com. 
and use your promo code for cuz10, 10% off carlosbakery.com. That's promo code cuz10, C-U-Z-1-0, carlosbakery.com. See you guys next time. Thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.